0: Recording. Avoid legal snaps by telling people they're being recorded. Oh, avoid legal snags, not snaps. Okay. All right. Legal <laughs> <snags>. <laughs> I can't read. I'm an idiot. All right. It's true. <laughs>
1: You are an idiot.
0: I was talking to someone on the phone today and I forgot my address. And I just said, I'm an idiot. I'm a big <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Mm. What a like, moron! Yeah, I was so, I was dumb. But anyways, all right. that's, that's <laughs> right. Like I don't know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, I said I said the street? I said the number, and I go, that's not right. And he started laughing. I go, hold on, and I go, let me think about it. And I'm like, I think this is it. And I had to walk over to my mailbox and see the number. Oh my wrong. god!
2: Oh my god! It's so funny. <laughs>
0: Because once you get a number in your head and then it throws off the number you actually need, like, I couldn't think of what it was.
2: Yeah. I had that once at work. I forgot my ID, and I didn't know how to get back into my computer. I couldn't remember my ID for the life of me. Like, I actually had to call the help desk and ask what my ID was, and I felt like such an idiot. I'm like, you know, I've had it for seven years, and I still didn't know what it was.
0: Sometimes it's just like... I'll be on the phone. <laughs> I'm glad we're recording all this. I'll be on the phone and someone will start rattling off numbers. And I'll be like, okay, this is it. Like, especially if I'm on the help desk for work. And they're like, well, what's your employee number? It's this. What's your this? And then they're like, what's the last four-year social? And I'm like, and I'm saying the whole social in my head just so I can get the last one. It's I'm dumb. Just an idiot. You can tell whoever you're talking to, Don, that they can.
2: I just It was just Alex. I was telling him he can sit in here. It's not a big deal. Get him out of here. Yeah. All Right. Go ahead and uh, record when you're – go ahead and start when you're ready. All
0: right. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your Pro Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com and then at the KF Podcast on your social media needs. You can also check us out. We do a pop culture week in review, and it's on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Make sure you give us a review or shout us out to your friends, because it really means a lot for us to get the exposure. So it's uh, me, it's uh, Don, and it is Brock. Hi.
2: And we're trying to avoid exposure these days, not get more exposure. It's true.
0: I just run around with my pants off trying to get all the exposure I can get. (laughs)
2: That's a great way to start the wrestling show. <laughs> so. And has his pants off. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of exposure, top story in our trending news section here. Um, a WWE Performance Center Talent has tested positive for COVID nineteen. <sighs> so someone tested um right before I think the Tuesday tapings. Um and uh, I think, like, yesterday, they had a big test the entire roster, which I heard was a total clusterfuck. Like, it was, like, so unorganized and bad. They had all these people there for hours and hours. So they delayed filming for a day and tested the entire roster. I haven't heard if anybody else came back with it. Not yet. But I think filming resumes again. I think filming resumed again today or tomorrow. So, yeah. What happen. all happening
3: filming in a session? What's that? What all have they been filming in a session?
2: They've been filming... They film the entire week in one day.
3: Okay. Because it's they the same... They should have a bunch the, tank then.
2: It's, it's the Yeah. So it's the same people that are there. The same poor NXT talent that has to sit through seven hours of, of recording. Oh. Uh, You know, which I heard is, like, so horrible because they have to do like um they're told to bring a lunch like food's not provided because they don't want to have like food for everybody out, everyone touching everything. So they bring their own like packed lunch and their food and they no chairs. So they just stand there and watch like three hours of a recorded raw, which now that they stop and edit. So, you know, there's a lot of stoppages and, you know, you don't have to sit through the commercial breaks, but, you know, I imagine it takes a long time. I mean, I heard that Edge and Orton match at Backlash was like a three or four hour match. With all the recordings and stoppings that they did.
1: <laughs> wow. So
2: they record that. They record NXT. They record SmackDown. So that's why you've been seeing like Sasha and Bailey are on all three shows this past week. You know, because it's all the same day. Just recording it and then airing it. That way they only travel one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of they're not doing like live shows like people thought they were going to do. You know, like, um, like I think AEW has been doing some live shows. Uh, yeah.
3: NXT so, was live last night, apparently. Was it? It had the little live graphic up in the corner. I think
2: it has the live graphic, but I don't think it's live.
3: Okay.
2: I think most Just of it. Was lying
0: was bastards. Good.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, talent tested. I haven't heard about. Uh, he was sent home. Um, he's fine, I guess. He was.
0: Uh, you didn't say a name.
2: They didn't say who the name – they didn't reveal the name of who the person was. I mean, oh, obviously, okay. HIPAA laws, you can't tell who has a – you can't say that. But um, apparently he had very minor symptoms, nothing major, no major fevers, anything like that. Because they fever check everybody, and he didn't come up with, like, being fever-checked, this talent. Uh, but, you know, apparently tested it because of he started having some other symptoms and went and got a test, and that and that's happened. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was a bound to. I mean, you know, there yeah. is – there is an increase in cases in Florida with, you know, a lot of the things that have been going on. A lot of the, uh, um, you know, a lot of stuff happening in the world. And, uh, you yeah, know, you're going to see some spikes here and there. And, yeah, uh,
3: we'll
0: have masks on next
3: week.
2: Yeah. I, I mean,
0: mean, they sell them. They should probably just promote the masks <laughs> that they sell on the website.
2: I don't think their talent is any more closer together than the AEW talent is.
0: I don't I mean, think so either.
2: They interact it's
0: a smaller
3: with building, them. though
2: they interact right with the crowd. I mean, there's no guards up like, you know, they're touched. Sometimes they're getting involved in matches and yeah. last night they did pineapple Pete and stuff. You know, they're jumping over the barricade. So I'm surprised it hasn't happened there yet too. You know, these people live in all different parts of the country and they travel. So, you know, I don't know. I heard the testing was an absolute mess. Uh, You know, of course they took a lot of flack for it and stuff, but you know, I I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do if they're not gonna go back to not having the people there. The show's obviously a lot better with the people there. It is. You know. Um. So anyway, um. Last week SmackDown, that was before Backlash. Not a lot happened. The the main thing on this, the main takeaway, is uh, I don't know if any of you got to see it, but AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan had a fantastic match for the intercontinental championship
3: i haven't watched SmackDown yet i'll have to check out.
0: it out i heard great. it was great
2: it was almost like an entire hour i mean it was really long uh five or six commercial breaks a lot of back and forth aj beat him clean um it was good yeah i mean if you those guys both are, are amazing and uh yeah they did a, they did a really good job i'm glad aj won um that was like the major takeaway from that from that day. Uh, uh, and uh, heavy machinery was back together because Tucker's finally back on the show.
0: <laughs> Thank God Tucker's back on the show.
2: Tucker's back after uh, weeks of hiatus. Of course, he was he was back to tag with his partner. Uh, but yeah, go check out that match. AJ and Daniel Bryan they did a hell of a job. Um. So then we had Backlash. Brock, you watched Backlash, right? I did. So uh, you had Andrade and Cruz in the in the in the pre-show for the U.S. title, which I thought was so strange that that match was in the pre-show. Yeah, because
3: that was like the only match that had some build. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, it had it had build. That was like the story. raw match. Uh, Cruz won. Um, I like what they're doing with Apollo Cruz. He's, like he's getting... like
3: cheating and stuff, and
2: yeah, he's doing a little bit of cheating. He's just, I think, th- I think there's more story there, and I think when we get to it and we get to raw, um. Bailey and Banks retained. I think we called this one as well, too, Brock.
3: Yeah, I think we got Um, all these correct.
2: I think we did, too. Uh, I think we called uh, the Hardy beat Sheamus. Yes, Um, I think so. Called that one. Um, Oscar and Nia Jax, I thought was horrible.
0: That was horrible. Yeah,
3: double count out.
0: I don't get the booking there.
2: Double count out makes no sense to me. You know, and then you just get the same match the next night on Raw. It's just like here we go again with the same shit. Um, it's very it's very bad. I, I just don't really enjoy Nia Jack's wrestle her matches too much anymore. I think Asuka deserves a lot better. I'm not sure where Shayna Baszler is these days. Unless they're saving her.
3: Travel issues or something, maybe.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, know,
3: don't know where she lives.
2: Um, another match I thought was completely stupid was the Braun Strowman versus Miz and Morrison. I thought that was completely stupid. Stupid. The whole, I mean, they 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 build that match to you for weeks that it's Strowman versus two guys, and that if they win, they're going to share the championship. Like that was the whole thing about it. They're going to be the first ever co-champions. Mm-hmm. The night of backlash, then they come out and say, "Well, it's not two on one; it's a handicap, so they have to tag in, and uh whoever makes the pin wins the belt."
0: Like, Which is dumb. Yeah. Because then, away- good. It just makes it that there's – it almost makes it easier for Strowman to win because you know that whenever they're going for the pin, the other one's going to interfere because they want to be champ.
2: Which is exactly what happened.
0: Yep.
2: So, I mean, it it took a match that had, like, a uniqueness to it where Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, two guys could possibly be carrying around the championship. Like, that's almost interesting to me. Like, they share it. You know how, like, they did with the Divas title that one time. You know, like, this is different. This is interesting. It's and then well, it just, the
3: Intercontinental title once too. Yeah. And yeah. it just
2: became this stupid shit, which was dumb and the match was dumb and you know, I just didn't like it at all.
3: Ken who was the co-intercontinental champions?
0: Chris Jericho and China. Correct.
2: Good job. <laughs> um I match I did enjoy a lot surprisingly was Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley.
3: I love serious Bobby Lashley.
2: I like I think he's when you put him serious the way he is now uh the dude's a force i mean those two guys are big dudes they beat the heck out of each other um of course you know there's always a little bit of shenanigans in the w i mean you can't have a wwe match without some kind of like sketchy finish of something that happened you know clean wins are hard to come by Oh yeah. Uh, except for aj beating daniel which i was surprised but uh McIntyre won. Him and Lashley, I hope they get more in this feud because um, I think Bobby Lashley's great right now.
3: Yeah, he can go. I've always said that about him. They just never knew what to do with him. Mm -hmm. I love him in the title picture.
0: And I like MVP as his manager. Mm -hmm.
2: It's it's going really really well. Um, Then you had the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen (laughs) in my life with the Street (laughs) Profits versus the Viking Raiders and some Horrible. I don't even know what the hell I watch. Surprisingly, people were like praising this. Like Simon Miller liked it on What Culture. Other people liked it. I don't understand this at all. I mean, I don't understand the WWE's obsession with we can now see what people dream about. When they're <laughs> when they're dreaming, we get to see their yeah. dreams. We now have that ability. That's the state of the art cameras yeah. that they have.
0: Well well, do you know what this screams? This is all this is all Bruce Pritchard's fault. He gets you know yeah. You know, it started on SmackDown when you could see What's-Her-Face's dream whenever she's yeah. hanging out by Zack Ryder's pool. Yeah. Zack Ryder and Chelsea Green's pool. And yeah. uh, now that, you know, he, Bruce, damn it, Bruce, he's over there. And he's got giant eight-foot ninjas yeah. and, <laughs> and Kira Tazawa. It's just it's I mean, ridiculous. let's just
2: walk through it for a minute. First, they're fighting for no reason because they've been friends for, like, weeks now. So they're yeah. fighting. Ruin Braun Strowman's car. They all run from Brom Showman's car. Then they start beating the shit out of each other again. Then the Viking Raiders have real axes and are going to chop up the, the street profits who have golf clubs. <laughs> then they throw a bowling ball through uh, Montez Ford's nuts. Then <laughs> and a crazy like spear through a glass door that... Uh, you know, Dawkins does on Eric, which was looked like it was like really intense. And then Kazawa shows up with ninjas. And then he has motorcycles. (laughs) motorcycles. Then he has a seven foot five ninja. Then they end up in a trash compactor. Uh, Ivar culled a chicken leg like it was Molnir and had it come to his hand. Uh, now he has like Thor powers. Then like a creature was inside the garbage can that was going to eat him. I mean, it was so ridiculous. It was like my, my theory on this, and I said this to Brock over Texas, I think WWE is trying to do some things that people are praising on AEW. I think the stadium stampede match got a lot of praise because it had like these high spots moments where people Mm -hmm. went nuts but then it had like hangman on a horse chasing you know sammy then it had uh you know hardy in the water being reborn it had the the bar scene i think they're looking at that like people like that so let's do something over the top like that and it doesn't
3: it it just doesn't work but the aew one isn't slapstick
0: and yeah, it also isn't outside their character. Like Hangman's right. supposed to be a cowboy, so he shows up on a on, right. a on a on a horse. Like it's not unbelievable based on their character.
2: Like but That's what I mean. I I think been on a see, horse
3: before.
0: I yeah.
2: think they see that and go, "Oh, that's cool." And then Vince thinks that he's trying to be as cool, but of course takes it to another Vince level where it becomes absolutely fucking retarded. Where you're like. <laughs> What is going on now? Is that a dinosaur tell? Like, what is happening? You know, <laughs> and then they
3: became the Viking prophets or, yeah. or was it the prophet raiders?
2: The Viking prophets, maybe,
3: <laughs> maybe they had shirts and everything, though.
2: It's so unbelievably dumb. I mean, and then that, we'll get to it. The dumbness rolls into Monday night, but that was the <laughs> dumbness. Um, and then Ken, we had the greatest wrestling match ever
0: was it the greatest wrestling match ever? Now,
3: it was a good wrestling match.
2: Obviously it's not the greatest wrestling match ever. I mean when you put a ridiculous hype like that on it, but I tell you what. <coughs> tagging it like that, it was the number 1 trending thing going on that night. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. It, Don't um, die on us. more <coughs> backlashes um views were up. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Oh boy. Um,
3: Turn your geez. mic off.
2: Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, network purchases were up. So it obviously whatever marketing behind it, a lot of people tuned in just to go, oh, come on, let me see if this is the greatest match ever. So I think I think kind of the marketing behind it actually kind of worked in their favor. And like Brock said, it wasn't the greatest, but it, it was really damn good. I thought.
3: I like the stuff they tried doing it. And they had a bunch of like odd camera angles. Like the cameraman was in the ring for most of the match. It seemed like. Yeah. Okay. And they read real tight on things. So they pumped in crowd noise and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, they pumped in, was which was all to get, a, got to get used to at first. But then I liked it. Yeah. Then I kind of felt like uh, it's got like this big fight feel to it. Because you never really and saw the crowd. The head. They did it over the head shot. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But then it turned into the typical idea of a WWE good match where everyone just kicks out of their finisher over and over again. A
2: lot of finisher kicking out. A lot of kicking out of other people's finishers. Yeah. The thing that I liked about it was in the beginning, it showed you that like Edge was out of... like had ring rust like he was missing he was missing moves he tripped he slipped on the rope like he was doing all these things randy like kept sidestepping him making him look dumb and he was getting more frustrated more frustrated more frustrated when eventually he just kind of said fuck it and just started like beating the shit out of him um it was good i i honestly think it was one of their best matches like one of randy's best and one of edge's best Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they did oh, a really definitely. good. They did a really good job. I mean, it it ended well with the whole Orton punting him in the head, and like you know, it's a shame that Edge got actually hurt from this match. Yeah, and yeah. is now shelved for almost a year. So,
0: well, that could be. You know, I always think time away is always good too. So it almost forces them to not overdo this, Uh-huh. so he can come back in, in eight to you know twelve months and. And either start a program, show up at the Rumble again, or, you know, whatever.
2: Well, Randy said, well, I'll see you again in nine years. Uh. So speaking of Randy, he started Monday Night Raw. Um, he came out. I, I, I think Orton's really killing it right now. I think he's at the top of his game. Uh, that He's really back to being this legend killer kind of thing where he's just sort of intimidating people. Uh, you know, the, he has, like, an evilness about him. I, I just really like everything Randy Orton's doing right now. Yeah,
3: he's really good. I saw a good meme where it said, does anyone still say that MJF is the best team in wrestling? And they just said like, all the stuff Randy Orton did in the past year, like, beating up Beth Phoenix, punting Edge, punting Christian, all the stuff he's done.
2: Yeah, he's really good. And then Christian came out, and he challenged him to a fight, which was cool the way he did it. Um, and I, I don't know. I really enjoyed raw this week. I thought it had a lot of, a lot other than the Viking Raider stuff that we'll get into. I thought it has an, a lot of good tier levels of stories going on that built mm-hmm. through the night. He had the Christian thing and he's like contemplating what he's doing all night long. Um, Rich
3: Flair try to talk him out of it.
2: Flair trying to talk him out of it. Um, you had Kevin Owens, um, and Garza and you, I, I, I enjoy all the stuff going on with angel Garza. And, and Andrade and Selena Vega I hope
3: they don't break that group up
2: I don't think they are I think they're teasing it but I think then they're gonna they're gonna come together um, Vince McMahon apparently is very high on Angel Garza he actually compared him to a young Eddie Guerrero
0: because it's the only other Latino that he knows <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Angels good Angel has a I think has a good future
0: listen uh, I think I think. I think he is good, but whatever you see, like, uh, you know, something on the internet, it's like Vince McMahon, if Vince McMahon compares Angel Garza to another WWE superstar. I'm like, well, he's not going to, you know, it's not Farouk. It's not going to be, <laughs> you like, knew it was Eddie Guerrero. Audrey, yeah. It wasn't Andre yeah. the Giant. Guess what? It's going to be, you know, he's doing the Latino heat kind of like machismo. Yeah, the Latin
2: lover machismo yeah. stuff. Yeah. The lothario <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah.
0: It's not hard to draw a parallel, especially when yeah. you're a 70-year-old delusional man. You don't, need
2: to, you don't need to open that article. You know right <laughs> away who he's talking about. Exactly. Um, another great thing, they finally, uh, Lashley is getting a divorce. 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 <laughs> uh, from, uh, from Lana. They're splitting him up. And Lana's kind of like, uh, kicks to the curb, which is good. They tied that off and finally got rid of that. Poor Rusev. He had to lose his wife for nothing.
0: I mean, it's tough when anyone goes through a divorce, and uh, it should be. You're funny. (laughs)
2: Um, But you're right. I think the MVP Lashley thing is great. Um, MVP tried to recruit Apollo Crews in this as well, which I think there's going to be more of that. I don't mind MVP getting his own sort of stable and giving these guys a little bit of edge that they needed. I think he's great with Lashley.
3: I agree. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Um, then we had more of the ninjas and then they brought out the fucking big show. Cause anytime there's another big person in the ring, the big show's got to return,
3: but the big ninja has
0: yet to do anything.
2: Obviously this guy can't work. Obviously he's this thing can't work. He's I mean, in
0: the performance center. He's worked before he was with he's done, uh, he done a
2: couple, a couple like matches and a few dark things and stuff. Yeah. Chuck but Taylor feel- was his manager. Did you go watch it and see what what it was like? Some of his things. No, it's just uh, like great, Kali. It's like a a chop and like a throw. You know, you want, I mean. Do
0: you want to do a fucking frog splash, Don? You no,
2: know, but time. I mean, you know, he he's reminds me very much of Strowman. You know, Strowman okay. when he first came with yeah. the Wyatt family, we were like, this guy is terrible. But like, he's just a big dude. That Vince likes, and look where Braun's at now. You know, he's a lot better. So the guy has the size and the look. I'm sure Vince loves that. I'm sure he's gonna get.
3: Used at some I point. Think he's here. not going to be a ninja the whole time.
2: I don't think he's going to be a ninja, but it is, it is pretty funny when he has this big ninja. Tazawa's face when the ninja's out, and he's like, oh, it, <laughs> be, it's for Tozawa, The stuff they have him doing. Oh,
0: that's great. It's great. It's great.
2: Um, another thing I'm really enjoying on Raw is I really like this Mysterio feud with with uh, Rollins. I think it's really good. Uh, uh, the Dominic stuff today when he snuck in the performance center, beat up Seth and ran around the ring. Uh, Good. I hope this leads to like Ray gets to tag with his son. And then I hope that his son turns on him and then he gets to like wrestle his son. I think that would be good things that he would like to do. Um, I think it's good. I think they're doing a good job with it.
3: Yeah. You know, he's turning on him. Oh, yeah. He's going to become a disciple.
2: He's going to become a disciple eventually. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what Dominic has, you know, what, what he, what he's like, he's a lot bigger than I thought he was going to, you know, be, I mean, he's, you know, it looks good to stand in there next to Rollins, knocked him out, ran around the ring. And Ray was like, all scared. <laughs> <laughs> live on Skype with his fake eyes, problems and stuff.
0: It's fake eye problems. His
2: Fake eye problems. He has it like darked out. All oh, my eyes not healed, healed yet. <laughs> Uh, the Iconics were on. They picked up a, a big win over Morgan, Liv Morgan and Natalia. And then you had one, another odd segment in the back. There was a lot of odd segments in the back on Raw this week with the Raiders and all that. But you see that Natalia just like flipping out, yelling at Liv Morgan. And then she's just like talking to herself. I hate everybody around here. No one gets me. And then Lana walks in and goes, yeah, I feel the same way. And they just stand there like, am I supposed to be excited over a Lana... Natalya's a stable forming.
0: Yep, La L- Natalya is going to be the greatest tag team in WWE history. Until I they get fired in a week.
2: would have walked in behind him and been like, you're both going to be my new bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be tough. Hilarious. Then you had Apollo Crews beat Sheldon Benjamin and he kind of cheated a little bit, which I like the little edginess they're doing with Apollo. I think it's working. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Brock, how about all these ridiculous R-Truth backstage segments?
3: It's great.
2: (laughs) I mean, he he goes, I don't know if you saw any of this, Ken. Like, he was, they were going to have a tag match, R-Truth and McIntyre versus MVP and Lashley. And Mm -hmm. then R-Truth's like, let me go straighten this out and comes back and goes, hey, I fixed it. Our belts are on the line. Whoever wins (laughs) takes all the belts. And and McIntyre's like, the hell did you do that for? I don't want that truth. He's like, I get you. I go fix it. Then he comes back and he goes, "Great, the twenty four seven title's not in the thing. Only your belt's on the line." <laughs> he's like, "I fixed it," and he's like, "Stop fixing it. You're making it worse." The like
3: the best line he had, he's like, "I know, Drew. He's like, you worked so hard to get a championship. I've lost my twenty four seven, seven eleven, whatever he calls it. He's like, in one time it took me two days to get it back.
2: <laughs> I've lost it over seventeen times."
1: <laughs> yeah. That's good. So they, of uh,
2: course, won, and um, MVP took the pin. McIntyre hit him. Uh, R- he made R-Truth pin him. It, it was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, then you had another Asuka and Nia Jax match, which was just its – I'm just not into that feud at all.
1: But you know, next
2: I, week, she's going to wrestle Charlotte Flair again for the 80th time in two <laughs> in three weeks. So, you know, who knows what the hell they're doing there.
3: Just let the, let her be there without – Defending the title. How about that? Just
0: have her put her in a tag match with the Kabuki Warriors.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean they would if Nia Jax didn't murder her tag partner.
2: Yeah, murder Kyrie Zane. Yeah. yeah. Craziness. Um and then the final scene was great. Uh, Orton first Christian. Ric Flair comes down, interrupts it. Tells him don't do it. Flair, Christian's like get out of the way. And then Flair just drops to a knee, blasts him right in the nuts, and then smiles at Orton and carefully walks out of the ring. And it was uh, it was uh, it was great. It was hilarious. Just get just the dirtiest player in the game, looking old as shit, but a huge smile on his face as he just blasted Christian into pills, and then Orton punted his head off his, <laughs> off his body.
0: Can we get Ric Flair back to to dance to people's intro music again as a manager?
2: <laughs> and then at the end, I thought Orton was great—the way he was like talking to Christian, dead on the ground, saying like, oh, "I didn't well. want to hurt. I didn't want to hurt you, but you you did this yourself." And and you know, he's just—he's good right now. He's an evil dude. So good. Um. So then let's get into NXT. We'll go to Wednesday nights. Um. I haven't watched Backstage in a while. I can't stand their Skype call session. It's just very hard to hear everybody. CM Punk's on. He's an asshole. Just, it's just not working for me. I don't I don't watch too much of that show.
0: I don't see the need in watching it. Yeah. I don't see the
3: need to cover it on here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, true. But I only covered it when they when they were announcing like wrestling news on it, you know, but they don't even do that anymore. Um, so NXT kicked off with the tag champs Imperium first Brizonga. Brizonga's entrance was great because they came out as Emporium instead of Imperium (laughs) dressed just like them and their names were what was their names? Fabio Fabio. and and Marsupial and Marsupial and had their names, they were dressed just like uh, Imperium they had the same music but it was a little bit more funky it was hilarious because Imperium was so mad about it and they were they were Emporium instead of Imperium it was pretty good (laughs) And then they were dancing, and they lost. I wanted them to win, but, you know, they're not going to take the belts off Imperium already. No. So, sort of ended in a big clusterfuck with everybody running into the ring, as always.
3: Yeah. They're trying to prove that they had tag teams, too, I
0: think.
2: Yeah, they're like, look, we have tag teams. Here's a whole bunch of them.
0: <laughs> they're not fighting ninjas.
2: Damian Priest beat Killian Dain. Um, I like Damian Priest. I like what they're doing with him. I think he's good. I think he has a bright future on that
0: brand. I'm shocked that they can't do anything with Killian Dane.
2: Killian Dane is just there. To, he's like the Kane of NXT. He's you a job
3: to the stars.
2: Yeah, like when you need like a guy to like, oh, you got this guy hey, Well, you're going to fight Killian Dane and <laughs> then like, you know, good guys beat him up.
0: Remember, he was almost like that Bull Dempsey guy. that took his spot. Yeah. yeah, big round guy that loses. All Bull awesome.
2: Dempsey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's right. Yeah, that's him. true. Um, you know, Leah Lee, and I don't know what the hell Robbie E. is doing on NXT anymore. I, I don't know. He's all the... Pre- he was throwing up in the ring and all this other weird <laughs> stuff and falling. He's drunk. I don't know why they made Chelsea Green dump him. Uh,
3: Obviously, it affected it, him.
0: Well, I'm, probably because she's going to move up. She's talented. Yeah. So...
2: It's funny though. I, I find Robbie funny. I mean, it's it's pretty funny what they're doing with them. Um, this next stuff, I don't know how I feel about all this because I'm not big on champion versus champion. It was a good segment. You had Adam Cole talking about his win. Keith Lee came down to interrupt him. Then Gargano came down. Then Balor came down, Uh, they all got in each other's face. Uh, so next week you're gonna have Keith, for the North American champion Keith Lee versus Gargano versus Balor, and the winner. The, whoever is a North American champion will face Adam Cole in a couple of weeks after that for the NXT title. I hate both when
3: titles guy, are on the line, though. Both
2: titles are on the line. I hate when one guy, guy has both belts. I, I You know, never really a fan of that. Now, they did do all the carry and cross. Like, he has interest in this, but I don't think he's going right after Adam Cole just yet.
3: I think he's going to change his focus to Keith Lee after he broke his little hourglass thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: they set that up. They got all weird and black and white because Keith Lee came out and threw down. He broke the hourglass that Scarlet gave Adam Cole. Yeah, and then before they went to the break, they cut back to it and all the pieces on the ground. And then she was looking at it. She picked up the sand, all upset. And then uh, Karrion and Cross came in and like just stepped on one of the big pieces of glass. So I think that's going to be his next feud.
2: Yeah. Uh, that Bronson Reed guy called him out for next week. He'll destroy Bronson Reed.
3: Yeah, he'll throw him around, the big guy, and he's another. He's the good version of Killian Dane.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy version of that. Um, I don't know who's gonna win. I mean, do you think Keith Lee retains and goes on to face Adam Cole?
3: Uh probably. We haven't seen that yet.
0: I don't know. Do you give Finn the belt just so he can have every belt in NXT? I feel like they're, I think they're only doing this to get some shock, like, viewership, some competition. I would be surprised if Finn wins this, because it's a belt he hasn't carried in NXT, and then they're going to, and then Adam Cole has both belts. Just so, you know, you hear contracts are coming up soon, you know, that kind of stuff, like.
3: And that could be, like, the limited roster could be why they're unifying the title temporarily, too.
0: Yeah. It should be
2: yeah could be. Um, anyway it's it's you know it's big card stuff, big matchup, you know it'll be, it'll be know, exciting. It's exciting be... fest yeah, that's true
3: the that blow off for that is it going up against the fighter okay. fest thing, yeah uh, I'm not okay. sure.
2: Um, then you had my new favorite wrestler, Santos Escobar, come out with uh, uh, mm. his two guys and beat the shit out of Drake Maverick more. Um, some people don't like this. I, I like it. I, I, I like him in that role other than being El Hijo de Fantasma. He speaks great English. Uh, he seems very comfortable on the microphone, you know, which they kind of portrayed that he wasn't when he was – him a damn phantasma. I like this guy's a hill. I like him as King Call
3: him a different name every time. I, call,
2: I do. I call him a different name every time. But you know, he's always King Del
0: And
2: he was great as King Cuerno and I think he's doing good here. I they say his name is a little too drug dealer esque Santos Escobar, but I think it's cool.
0: I, you know, when I heard his name, the first thing I thought about was Pumpkin Escobar from *Chance <laughs> Out Bob Strike Bank. <laughs> um Here's my only problem with this stable. You s- built this that there was two guys in masks that yes. started abducting. Right right right. Where's, where's the first two guys? Well,
2: they they said on NXT they were all in on it together. It was all a setup. Like that no, was just that doesn't
0: to... count. That doesn't count because if you if that that math doesn't add up. There's three of them, and that means one person drove and two people abducted one yeah, of the yeah, other yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and and the other part of it is he won the tournament on his own. He didn't really need this. You know, I like what he's doing and, you know, a little bit of different character for him, but you're right. The setup to it was really stupid and really dumb and didn't make a whole lot of sense, you know, but, uh, you know, it's something that, it's something that at least, you know, those two other guys who really would get no TV time or at least getting some time. And, uh, you know, I like that guy. I like, uh, he's always king cuerno to me i've always been a fan of his i think he can wrestle um i used to like when they let him talk more on lucha underground and he became like this evil mastermind hunter you know lucha underground was always all over the place where they would say you couldn't speak any english at all and then they would just all of a sudden you you could speak perfect english (laughs) but like you remember prince boomer like prince boomer didn't know any english at all you know and like and uh What's his name? Who was his manager at the
0: time? Was it Conan?
2: Conan. Conan would have to, like, talk for him and translate. And then it was just, like, all of a sudden he was speaking perfect English. And then you found out he wasn't Mexican at all. Uh,
1: You
2: know, like, that was the same thing with Cuerno, where they were, like, you know, oh, he was just coming out speaking in Spanish. And all of a sudden, in one episode, he's just talking in plain English completely fine.
0: (laughs) So Uh, it was interesting. Wrestling.
2: And then they ended with a women's tag match. Um, I didn't really find this tag match all that great. I thought it was just okay. I'm kind of bored with Sasha and Bailey, to be honest with you, and their constant teasing that they might not like each other. just kind of Mm -hmm. goes on and on and on. I wish I'd get over it.
3: I do like the team of Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, though. Yeah. I
0: I just can't see this team lasting. I feel like it's only a matter of time before Shotzi turns on her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just...
2: Everyone turns on Tegan Knox. That's what they do.
1: (laughs) Her own mother turned on her.
2: Um, So in the Wednesday night ratings war, AEW Dynamite won with 772 compared to NXT 746. So the past couple weeks, they've been very close in ratings together.
3: They both came up a little bit this week.
2: Yeah, both numbers came up about 100 grand too, which was good. Good for them. Um, so we'll go to Wednesday Night Dynamite, and these are all spoilers for Ken.
0: Um, yeah, well, all this has been spoilers for Ken, so it's fine.
2: So we start off with the tag match of the worst fucking tag team in the world, the National Nightmares, versus uh, one of the best tag teams in the world right now, Omega and Page. This uh, is Brock the first
3: time they lost. Dawn
2: It's true. They were yeah. undefeated. So, what do you think about this match to start the night?
3: It was all right. I don't like Um, that they had Allie involved and all that.
2: My thought with these guys is I think Omega and Hangman are so good. I thought that – I mean, Dustin's obviously got the experience – you know, I've shitted on QT Marshall before. I thought he looked completely out of place with these two guys in there. Like he was counting moves and trying to figure out like what his pacing was. And those guys are so fluid, Omega and Hangman. They just do things so naturally. I thought he looked ridiculous in there every time he was in a ring with them. He gets his flip off the top. And this guy has no business being on that roster. He is only on that roster because of Cody Rhodes, who that's his friend. This guy would be like a performance center guy, maybe standing in the crowd on NXT. I don't think this guy's that good at all. I think he sucks. Uh, and, I, and it's a shame that he gets TV time every week now. And you have Lance Archer just sitting in the crowd, not doing anything for uh, what the third week in a row.
0: I'm all right. I rather I'm not a huge Lance Archer fan, so but they spend a lot of money on him. all
2: those guys—Spears, Archer, you know, Brody Lee. None of these guys have wrestled at all, you know. Um, And you know, the Natural Nightmares are on TV again next week. They already advertised them. I think it's—I—I just think it's Cody. That's Cody's brother and his best friend, so it's allowed to happen. Uh, Well, they're definitely going
0: to set up that that's going to split, and they're going to fight each other at Fighter Fest.
2: Yeah. Um, real quick before we get into this. Do you guys watch AEW Dark anymore?
3: No, I haven't I watched, watched it in months.
0: That's actually the only wrestling I watched. I watched half of uh, AEW Dark. It was an
2: hour and a half long. There was eleven matches on A and they were all like squash matches that were like two minutes long. It was just like Lance Archer a... kills somebody in two minutes. Sean yeah. Spears kills somebody in two minutes. No one's in a crowd. No one cares about. And it's all people I've never heard of before. Like I don't know if their guys are trying out.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of enhancement people, but I'm fine with it. I, I, I the, you can go there and watch, and it actually sets up some story stuff. And
2: the thing uh, I like this weekend on the, the bottom screen, they had like a ticker tape going across that would give you dark updates.
3: I
0: saw it, that. That was great. It was
1: oh, like really?
2: Spears so and so shows the record. It was like watching sports, like you know, like an update. I thought that was cool.
0: It's smart. It's something different, and it's little, and it's just like, hey, it's a, if you want to watch these guys, you know, wrestle, go over and watch Dark. But yeah. 11, 11 matches is a little bit much. It was a lot. It
2: was a lot. Um, next, you had a pre- – this was interesting because you had this girl to premiere, Anna J. that they made a big deal about, and she fought this girl, Abaddon. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Who I was not a fan of. She was really weird looking. What do you think about her, Brock?
3: It was kind of gross. She crawled to
2: the ring. She has like a gross face. Like it was, it (laughs) was was, really. Her
3: eyebrows are shaved. She has like blood all over. Rotten teeth. Like colored eye contacts and stuff. Yeah. It's different.
2: Different already.
3: There's so many girls that like try and do that like. Too young, Rosemary type character. She took it to a whole other level, though. This girl.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Want to see more of her and see if she, what she can actually do. She didn't really do much in this re- in this match. Just kind of beat her up. Now the interesting afterwards is after this was over, the Dark Order came out. They gave Cole Cabana like a contract that like he was all all shocked like reading it. Didn't know what it was. And I was like, what? What is that? Like, are they trying to sign him or something? And then they actually escorted that Anna Jane to the back of the uh uh locker room. Like Brody Lee helped her up and they walked her back. So I like that they're recruiting a girl now. Me too. I think that's good. And she's she's hot. So like <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they didn't go for the scary creature girl in the dark order. They went for the other chick. Like, you know, it'll be interesting. I think that'll be good for her. Make her sort of this like dark order chick, you know. That that that's that's good for her.
0: Now that, I don't that, know. I don't know much about this Anna J girl, but she's wrestled on AEW a couple times as this magician. Satana like, yeah, and I yeah, really,
2: used that magician outfit on last night a little bit. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I, clearly, yeah, I really show. think they're like, let's just give her a stupid shit gimmick. Just so it looks like that. We're not just automatically putting her with the dark order, but she's going with the dark order. Yeah. It was, Cause I think it's just a girl that they're like, she might. She's, do a... She was on
3: in the Indies with that. It wasn't really a magician. It's just the outfit. I think. Oh, okay. Cause I think it's supposed to... be more like old Hollywood.
0: I know. What's dumb? Yeah, it's...
2: I don't, I don't know what it is. It's... Yeah, it's different. But... I saw
3: a couple matches of hers on the indies. Remember they announced that somebody's getting a Filzinger Games card? I always go look them up, and she had fought some of the people that were getting cards, so that's the only exposure I had had to her before.
0: Oh, okay.
2: At least they're... Uh... At least they're going to do uh, something different with her. Join the Dark Order. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, next, you had Billy Gunn for Sam JF. He's just Billy now. He's just Billy now, and I-, I thought this match was terrible. Uh, Billy Gunn can't wrestle anymore. It's just I'm big and you're little. Run around me, kick me in the knee. I- 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 it was it was pretty bad. I thought.
3: I did like the spot where Wardlow absolutely destroyed Austin Gunn though. Yeah, no, that,
2: that was good. good. That was good. Warlord <laughs> did destroy him. That was good. Um, y- You know, the thing with Billy is, like, I see this a lot in AEW comments. It's like, like, Dustin Rose wrestled, he's 50-something. Billy Gunn wrestled, he's 55 or 54 or whatever he is. And then everybody's comments is like, well, he's pretty good for being 50. I'm like, well... OK, that's good that he's good for 50, but I don't want to watch this 50 year old man just stand there and flex. Billy's a big dude. He's in great shape, but he just don't have it like it's he's very slow. MJF deserves some better competition on that show, because I really don't think they do a lot with MJF either lately. And he's really good.
1: Uh,
0: yeah,
2: he has like no direction. Like, you know, they were kind of going to fight. Now he's kind of arguing with Jungle Boy again because they got involved and are teasing at Luchasaurus Wardlow, which is what next week. I think that's actually think so, happening. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, while they're but, actually do, doing that match yeah which will be good to see Wardlow do something like that those two big guys should be able to put on a good show um, Then next you had the TNT championship match and they brought an outsider guy in I wasn't familiar with him his name is Ricky Starks
3: yep. I'd heard the name but I'd never seen him before
0: I've seen uh, him wrestle and in, 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 oh, what is it now I can't remember the name of the federation that does power
3: NWA. Yeah, NWA. he was on that DNA Power Show, yeah. Yeah, he was NWA. the most recent NWA television champion, I think, yeah. is what they said last night.
2: He was the hottest yeah. free agent in wrestling, they said right now, which I don't really buy that. But um He's the only
3: one they can sign right now.
2: He's yeah, kinda looking, but he did a good job. He he seems he can wrestle pretty well. Him and Cody but they did a good job. Cody's I've been enjoying Cody's matches. They've all been very, very solid, very, very competitive. Um I like that they're on a little bit of an edge with Cody. I think they're going in a different direction for him. Did you hear what he said when he first came out? Yeah, yeah.
3: He's like, yeah. I got laid out last week. And he's like, my brother didn't show up. My best friend didn't show up. The Bucks didn't show up. The hangman didn't show up. Kenny didn't show up. He's like, am I even part of the elite anymore? Am I still yeah. in the Nightmare family? It's like, <laughs> he's like, he's yeah. kind of giving everybody shit for helping him. Yeah. Can,
0: I, can I say that I. I... Whenever they showed the revival last week, and then you see, like, Arn, and you see you see Tully and Sean all in the same section watching them, I would not be surprised if you see co- the, all of them together in one stable. And I think co- that would be great. Yeah. How great would that stable be?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean Spears, Cody, and then the revival. Yeah. With, with Tully and Arn as their, like, two leaders. Yep. I think it would be absolutely fantastic.
0: And you know what? Like, Sean, this is why—because, you know— if Sean wants to be serious about winning titles, he's got to suck it up and be friends with Cody again. And he's like,
2: wearing a glove.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand that.
2: Neither do I. Apparently, Jr. tried to explain it, or uh, what's his name, Tony Favati, explained it. That the glove is synonymous with people that who have worn this glove in the past and it's changed their career. I'm like, who? Yeah. Who? Black, is it, is it Teddy DiBiase's loaded glove? Maybe. <laughs> But you're um, right, Ken. I think the revival with Spears with Cody and have Cody turn on the Nightmare family, even turn on like his brother and Brandy yeah. and all that, and be like, he's with this new stable and win championships. I think it would be awesome.
0: Or Brandy can turn on, you know, because she's always with Dustin. She could turn on, like, it, they could all be together. Like, it. I never really
2: four. understood why Brandy comes out with Dustin and QT. Like, hey, I'm I, I'm their brother-in-law. I'm his sister-in-law. So I'm just out here with these guys. He doesn't to
3: do.
0: Yeah, because there's good. already <laughs> Cody comes out with enough people. There's already <laughs> enough hoopla. And then you throw DDP in there every once in a while. It was just too much nonsense.
3: Yeah, Tommy Dreamer. I think yeah. that would be an awesome
2: <laughs> glacier. stable. I think that would be really cool if that's what they were planning. You know, and he turns on the Bucks and the revival beat the Bucks and yeah. Yeah.
0: They need to they need some shakeups with the elite stuff. And I feel like there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of treading water because there's stuff that they want to do but they want to do it in front of a crowd.
2: Yeah. 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 Um the next match beginning of the elite the Bucks were back on TV fought the super bad squad. It was really good. <laughs> super bad squad. It's good. I like the super bad squad. It was good to see the Bucks back on TV. Good fast-paced match, a lot of good stuff. I thought I thought it came out well. What would you think, bro?
3: I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. At the end was kind of crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: they, uh, um, they were back in their painter outfits, the Butcher and the Blade.
2: I don't understand why the Butcher and the Blade, they're either in their sodomy outfits when they wrestle in dark, <laughs> or then they come out in that white painter outfit, and the Butcher has that white painter's cap on, it's suspenders. It's so stupid looking. I don't know why they're dressed like that. It's so weird.
0: He, he stole my look. Suspenders and all white. That's what I... You know what they're probably getting at? It's a very clockwork orange vibe. Yeah, Have you ever seen that show? Like or that movie? Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to be eerie and like not typical dark clothing. Like I get, I get what they're trying to do. They're fine. Yeah, they're like they're, I, I'm not a huge fan of theirs, but I see where they're getting their inspiration from.
2: It was like such a clusterfuck at the end. Like all these people were out and like ringside and interfering. I'm like, is there any roles left in this match? But I, lo- I really like to move to Buxton at the end. I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. Uh, it's when they kind of took Kip Saban and, like, threw him at Jimmy Havoc. And he kind of, like, was holding him. And then they, like, kicked Jimmy Havoc's legs out. And he kind of, like. Gave uh, a
3: pile driver. Uh, oh, did, okay.
2: It was, really, it was really unique. It was really cool. Huh he kind of like held them. They were all confused and they like kicked out his legs and they were like, he just hit his own man with, his own, with a move. And then they like super kicked havoc in the face and it was good. It's good to see the bucks back on TV, doing some matches work, getting to work a little bit, getting people used to seeing them again. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, last match you had the number one contenders match for the tag titles, best friends versus the lay sex gods. I was happy to report that the lay sex gods did not win the best friends retained. Um, Pretty good match. I think mostly this was a lot of Sammy still to show in this match. Jericho seemed kind of tired and kind of out of it most of this match to me.
3: Yeah. And then you had uh, Orange Cassidy dressed as a cameraman interfering to help the best friends win.
2: Yeah, that was pretty good. Because he wasn't out the whole match. And then, like, uh, Sammy was in there and hit a big move on on Trent and was going to pin him. And then Trent went and ran the ropes. Or Sammy went to run the ropes to hit him with, like, a high knee. And the cameraman just trips to, Sammy, real fast. And it was like, oh, I think he got caught up with the cameraman. Then you're like, you know who it is. And he like took (laughs) and came at him with some energy and like beat the shit out of Jericho. It was pretty funny.
0: I saw that they already announced that match for Fighter Fest, which will be good. Yeah. Mm.
2: So it's good. I'm glad the best friends get that. I think the best friends need to win those tag belts. I think they deserve it. I think they put the work in. I think it's time for, you know, Kenny and Hangman can do much more on their own without those belts. Uh, there's lots of stories to be told there. Kenny needs to be in some bigger title pitcher, So does Hangman. Um, I think they can move on.
0: Yeah, I agree. You,
2: you, the tag division is going to get real crowded there. And I'm afraid the best friends are going to get forgotten when you mm-hmm. start having FTR, the bucks, you know, let's say like Anderson and Gallows, maybe even come in or other people Hawkins come and in. Ryder, Ryder's going to yeah. get crowded real fast. And it's going to be like, they're going to be wrestling dark matches and being like, and funny skits and maybe trio stuff if they do that. So I think their chance now to get those belts is, is good yeah. and have them and have them until like we're back in front of crowds. And, and, you know, I think they would be good with them. I think they deserve it. Cause they really held down that fort for a while there when that show, show had no one.
0: Oh yeah. They were performing great matches whenever they were in QT's basement, filming, yeah. you know, wherever they were doing. So
2: yeah. it did. But so that'll be cool. It'll be cool to see what they do there. Hopefully they'll win. Fighter Fest is two weeks in a row. Um, good stuff to start the month of July. You know they're making Wednesday nights big pay-per-view s-type feels to it. And uh, yeah, I like it. I like all of it. Them and NXT really make Wednesday nights very entertaining with all the different stuff they have going on.
3: Yeah, it's the best um, night for sure. Also,
2: the star of the show, the other, and I've never been a big fan, but Britt Breaker was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> she was parked next to Tony Schiavone in her little truck, and she had, like, a paper conveyor uh, a rope conveyor belt to Tony Schiavone, and she would clip <laughs> notes on it and then let the conveyor belt, like, pull a little pulley, and a note would go up, and then Tony Schiavone would be like, oh, oh, got another note here from the doctor. And he'd be like, oh, um, uh, what's, what? The, what, what's the female referee's name?
0: Uh, uh, Aubrey uh, uh, like, Edwards. Aubrey Edwards.
2: Aubrey Edwards is a horrible referee and needs fired.
3: <laughs> My favorite one was Abaddon needs to find Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: to find Jesus. There was a lot of really good ones, and he'd cut to her, and she'd just be smiling, like he's like, "Thank you, thank you." And then Big Swall snuck in the car, beat up her 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 person, and then drove her into a dumpster and dumped her into a dumpster. Yeah, you know, it was pretty funny. It's funny when her like assistant came over and she was like, You left me in this dumpster. She was like, You're fired. I'm getting ready. She's like, Oh, I'm fired? Good. Okay. And she like walked away. And she was like, No, you're not fired. Get back here. You're rehired. <laughs> and she was like, You gotta get me out of this dumpster. Gotta go find rebel. the video camera, rebel.
0: Well she calls her something different though. It's Reba. Clearly, uh, Reba.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Bob
0: it shows how just some, some good storytelling and some creativeness can really like change the character. Cause not even six months ago. We, she was like, she yeah. was flat. Like she Boring, was like, yeah. yeah, she was trying to be a good guy and it wasn't getting over and they turn, like it was smart to turn her heel. Like, I feel like that fits her better and yep. uh, it shows her character. It shows, it shows some personality.
2: Yep. Yeah, it does. It's good. Instead of just Instead of just being like, well, this is Adam Cole's girlfriend and she's like a doctor and yeah. it's cool that she's a doctor and a wrestler, like, you know, it kind of wore off real fast. Like, yeah, you know, now she's yeah. like pretty interesting They do it. You know, it's funny. They do a lot with her. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Yeah. All in all good stuff. Um, Cody has one more defense, I think before T- fighter fest. So it'll be interesting to see who they do there.
0: Shouldn't he defend it twice at fighter fest? Cause it's two weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think he has Yeah, two No, he has one more next week And then the week after that, the first he, Yeah, he won't defend it twice at Fighter Fest Fighter Fest is like a four-hour show That takes place over two nights So I think it's only one match for him No, Against, it against Jake yeah. Hager
0: Oh, uh, is that who he's defending it against? I Hager? Or yeah, but I think that's what they're setting up uh okay
2: Two guys that have a hard time sometimes understanding what wor- letters they're saying in the alphabet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it'll be interesting what they do. Um, cool. I think they made the right call putting that belt on Cody to begin with because he's made it relevant.
3: Yeah.
0: Did they put gold on it yet? Did they take all the, yeah, the, the Hershey awesome. almonds wrappers?
2: No, no. That was all a bunch of shit that, it, they, that it, it's not finished. Then why isn't it finished yet? You know, like, come on, right. get out of here. That's, that's the finished product. You're just like, yeah. you know, they haven't talked about it anymore, about it not being finished. It's just, all right, everybody's okay with it now. You know, we're doing good matches with so everybody's okay with it now. It's fine. Matt Hardy was on commentary in, his, in one of his early stages. And, you know, Matt Hardy... I, I, he doesn't I,
3: annoy me as that Matt Hardy though.
2: No, he's not as bad, and he's doing his stupid Damascus shit. This, Mm-mm. like, uh, this is the gun to the mouth Matt Hardy, whatever is. I
0: don't
2: I know like, the official name of it is, but it's his that high risk Matt Hardy, or whatever he calls himself. High Spot monkey. monkey. Spot, Spot
1: monkey. monkey.
0: Um. I want to see him with the hardy party i went I went the trio's belt and I went the <laughs> private party with Matt Hardy to go for it. Yeah, let's All do this
2: so um Ken, you had an idea about us doing some sort of a wrestling fantasy book thing on here? I kind of had an idea I wanted to put past you. All
0: right. let's just talk about it now if If you don't want to hear nonsense, you can just check us out in the places and
2: get out of here. Here's what I think we should do. I okay. think we should do something that lasts like over like 10 weeks where each of us has like a team or a federation Okay. And determine a draft order and okay. each week we draft one male one female one tag team
0: okay so here's what I was I have a very similar thing but I figured we could draft like we each have we pick like belts so we have a, a main title a mid card title a tag title a women's title okay. and then uh, you know and Maybe if we do another mid card, or whatever, if we want to keep drafting, and then we talk about the storyline we would put with those people for that belt. Okay. What's that compared to yours?
2: Can we have a couple weeks where we draft our rosters and then we develop storylines after that?
0: Yeah, I figure what we would do is we would draft them one week, and the next week we would talk about our talk about our like. Our our our, I mean, our, our, our draft division
2: out over a week or two since it, it, maybe that would be like a little boring doing the entire thing in one night.
0: Well, yeah, but I don't think we need to have a giant raw like WWE roster. Like if we're gonna do and we do from the bottom up, like so we're gonna book the the, the a women's title first. So we we each draft like six women. So that's what eighteen people. We can yeah. pick 18 women and we just talk about how we would kind of set up our women's division. All right. Well, maybe
2: we pick. can do something like we do the women one night and the men the next night. Well, what if about the CEO's belt?
0: Uh, I'm fine with that. My right. thought was if we do, like, let's say we do the women's tonight, then next week we talk about it. And then the week after we'll draft again and kind of go on from there. Okay. All
1: right.
0: If, well, but I'm open to whatever. I just thought we could do cool.
2: some kind of draft. Now you can draft talent from any wrestling promotion
0: any active wrestler they have, to oh. they have to be have to be active right now so you should
2: probably do a little homework and a little research and put some ground rules together i take it you're probably not going to have time to do any of this
0: well no i can <laughs> i here's the thing i I'm feel just... like i think each of us should come up with a division name and then what we would call our belts and we can kind of go off that next week. And then we can start the draft in two weeks.
2: All right. And drafts like say? women and stuff. and
0: Yeah, we'll just do one division. Then we can kind of talk about how.
2: Would we say how many women each?
0: It doesn't matter. We can figure, That's arbitrary. We can figure that out via messages. We don't have to hash that out.
2: That would go real fast. Even if we did 10 each, that goes yeah. fast. Yeah. Me, me going Charlotte and you going Zelina Vega and you going yeah. Abaddon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Brock's definitely drafting Abaddon. First we overall.
2: Have to roll some kind of dice and do like a draft order. And then I think whatever draft order we do, like, let's say Brock's first, you're second, I'm third. Then I we think flip we just sh- flip it, shift yeah. it for each. Like
0: Yeah, yeah. we just we get a to chance do. at number one. Yeah, but I think it would be cool to like, this is my federation. It's the, the this My name is, you know, this is what it is, you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. So.
0: And even if we get to a point where we could, like, draft, we could talk about other stuff, you know, how we'd fantasy book whatever with these people together, so.
2: All right. All right sounds good. We'll talk about it more, and we'll, maybe we'll do something like that next week. It'll be a fun way to end the show.
0: Yeah, you know, better than riddles like some other podcast that so we just end on a oh, stupid. Riddles. And <laughs> X-Men and question... question. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, Still stupid.
2: the wrestling trivia question of the week because Brock would kill it it (laughs) and be like I don't want to play this game anymore
0: (laughs) Brock would have to be the one that would have to ask it
2: yeah yeah, he would because he knows too much Uh, we would be like I don't know who fought at that Wrestlemania 14 (laughs) years ago in the opening show but I know you do
0: I'm sure he could ask a question right now to stump both of us he's thinking
2: let's give him 20 seconds to come up with it Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Give you a topic. The Middle East. Yeah,
3: what was Paul Roma and
0: Hercules' tag team name? I got that. Go I'll, let, I'll let Dawn answer first. I'll I have no fucking thing. clue. I
2: have no clue at all. I wouldn't even begin to know where. Uh, I have no
0: clue. Power and Glory. Correct. <laughs> bingo, bingo. Ta, ta. There you go. <laughs> Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Thunder and Paradise. Alright.
2: Take us out, Ken.
0: Alright, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends. Uh, check us out on other things on the internets and have a good evening. Later. Later. Oh, i got to stop. Power and right. Glory. Power and Glory. Stop recording.